Hi, this is Glenn Engler, CEO of Digital Influence Group. Have you ever wondered how you could be like one of the guests I speak with on Market Edge, representing some of the most influential brands in the Fortune 1000? It's all about what you know. One way you can be in the know is by downloading the webmasterradio.fm mobile app for iPhone and Android. Here you can listen to every episode of Market Edge, plus sample their large library of radio programs that are sure to expand your knowledge. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app today, now available in the iTunes Store or in Google Play Store, and get your marketing edge. Business is changing and new marketing avenues are opening up every day. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show that brings you the innovators and trendsetters taking us to a new age of marketing, media, and social business strategy. Welcome to Market Edge with Glenn Engler. Get ready to hear perspectives on social media and digital marketing that will help you gain insight into the unique opportunities and challenges facing marketers and thought leaders today. Now, now, please welcome your host, a Fortune 500 industry figure in the marketing and communications world for more than 25 years, and Chief Executive Officer of Digital Influence Group, the host of Market Edge, Glenn Engler. Hi, and welcome to Market Edge. I'm your host, Glenn Engler, CEO of Digital Influence Group, a full-service digital marketing and social media agency that helps companies unlock the social potential of their brands and amplify its impact to drive business results. Today, I'll be talking about driving customer and employee loyalty with Fred Reichelt, a Bain & Company fellow and founder of Bain's Loyalty Practice, which helps companies achieve results through customer and employee loyalty. He is also the creator of the Net Promoter Score and System of Management. Fred's work in the area of customer and employee retention has quantified the link between loyalty and profits. He has authored four best-selling books and eight Harvard Business Review articles on the subject of loyalty. As an aside, The Loyalty Effect is my personal favorite and is an absolute must-read for all the listeners. In his latest book, The Ultimate Question 2.0, How Net Promoter Companies Thrive in a Customer-Driven World, published by Harvard Business Review Press in September of 2011, Fred reveals how brands like Apple, Philips, American Express, and more have used the net promoter system to become truly customer-centric, unleashing profitable growth through systematically converting more customers into promoters and fewer into detractors. Fred is a frequent speaker at major business forums, and his work on loyalty has been widely covered in the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Financial Times, Fortune, Business Week, and The Economist. According to the New York Times, he put loyalty economics on the map, and The Economist calls Fred the high priest of loyalty. You can connect with Fred on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Fred Reicheld. It's great to have you on Market Edge, Fred. Welcome. Thank you, Glenn. The high priest of loyalty. Wow. That's pretty impressive. You can't go much higher than that, huh? That's pretty good. I'm impressed. So um, tell us a little bit, if you will, about the role as an author and fellow at Bain. What's a day in the life of Fred Reichelt? Well, uh, Bain, uh, where I actually joined Bain right out of business school in uh, 1977, have worked there my entire career. About 15 years ago, I recognized that I wanted to put a fair amount of my energy into this uh, arena of loyalty, and uh, so Bain created a special position for me, a Bain Fellow, that let me be a half-time employee, but not have to do the uh, all the heavy lifting of a Bain partner, 
which is a great job, but it's a it's a hard job, and and I, it has allowed me to focus half time on writing, lecturing, um, being on boards of companies who are serious about loyalty, and and uh, and using that time as creatively as I can. So the every day is different, and it just to answer your question, the uh, uh, sometimes I'm helping Bain teams and Bain clients. Sometimes I am. Uh, uh, spending time on boards. I'm a board member at Rackspace, the uh, leader of open cloud hosting, and uh, and others. I'm, I'm just on the phone talking with a startup venture that's trying to figure out how to um, turn customer promoters effective advocates and to activate them in the most profitable way. This sounds like a phenomenal opportunity, and I'm guessing never dull. <laughs> um, Sometimes it's more work than I want, but it's a uh, it's an area that I've got a lot of passion about. You know, I, I actually think most business people don't understand what really drives a successful business. They think you, you look at the accounting numbers and then everything becomes clear. But in my view, when you can start turning customers into promoters, all the economics fall into place. So the real key is to figure out how it is you're going to uh, delight a customer profitably. So talk a little more about that. You've been talking and writing about loyalty for years, as you said, but the whole premise around the ultimate question and um, net promoter system is so timely and so important. Talk a little bit more about what goes into that net promoter score and system and how do companies think about it? Well, as, as you know, we, we started out measuring the economics of loyalty and which would certainly take into account the advantages of retention and persistency and referrals and expanded purchases and loyal customers, it turns out, have lower bad debts. There are just hundreds of advantages that are hard to track through traditional accounting systems. But when you do go to the trouble of figuring them out, you start to understand why certain companies have far outperformed the competition, why they're growing faster, and, and so that was a key insight. But the trouble was we didn't have a way to measure loyalty that was practical and timely uh, and, and predictive. Retention rates, for instance, is sort of backward-looking. When a customer yep. leaves, you know it's bad. But these, uh, was it the salesman that sold them on the wrong basis three years ago that should be held accountable? Or was it a bad product or a bad service experience that, very hard to make it practical and accountable. Yep. We, we came up with a single question that you could ask customers that pretty well got to the core issue of have, 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 you, have you treated me in a way that's, that's worthy of my loyalty? And the shorthand we, do, we use is uh, the recommend question. How likely is you to recommend us to a friend mm -hmm. or colleague on a 0 through 10 scale? People give you a 9 or a 10. You've really done something special. You've 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 earned their loyalty, uh, and you go through the math. You figure out, wow, these companies that have the most promoters and the fewest detractors, we we call a score of zero through six the detractor. They tend to be the people who are very disappointed with the service or the quality of the value. Um, they feel like they've been abused, and they they'd like you to fail. Promoters are the advocates who want you to succeed and uh, are going to buy more stuff and bring their friends. We, uh, we, to focus on one number, we developed the net promoter score, which just takes the percentage of customers that you touch who are promoters, nines and tens, your assets, 
and subtract the uh, the detractors, the the percent, which are the zeros through sixes. <laughs> they're the they're the liabilities. So in in a, you know it's classic. Take your assets, subtract your liabilities. Voila, yeah, that's your net promoter score. And that one thing, that one metric, provides a bottom line for measurement, for accountability, learning, and progress. It's so fascinating because there's obviously been tons of theory and perspectives um, in the loyalty effect. Still one of my favorites. You certainly, to your point, talked about recommendations, uh, the ones that recommend and the ones that talk badly. But in a way, the fact that this continues to connect to market value and profitability, and it really is so simple and so measurable and um, aligned, is, is incredibly, it must be incredibly liberating for the, for the C-suite um, and so give some examples, if you will, of like who's, who's doing it right. There are a lot of people, although I should say, even though it is a pretty simple idea, an intuitive idea, it's much harder to put to work than we ever dreamed. Mm. And uh, when we created this net promoter score and system, we, we took the path of making an open source community. So you don't have to pay Fred or ask Fred to... You, you know, Net Promoter is for the, for the world to get better. Um, and as a result, thousands of companies have adopted it and applied their own creative genius. So things I never dreamed of, people are applying it not just to things like brand equity or customer segmentation, but some people are using it to uh, invest in companies. They look at it more as a, a good leading indicator of whether the company is going to continue to grow or not. Others have applied it to employees and employee loyalty. There's been an explosion of knowledge. In order to try and stay at the hub of that learning, we developed a club of companies, uh, or Bain has sponsored, the, the Net Promoter Loyalty Forum. I think there are 30 or 40 members now, and these companies tend to be the leading-edge companies who I write about, companies like Apple Retail, um, Intuit, Bain itself is, is pioneer in applying this in the business-to-business space, JetBlue, Rackspace, American Express, all companies that have a lot to teach us on at least certain dimensions of applying the net promoter system. But the, maybe the, the most important lesson I got was I sit on the board of directors, as I said, at Rackspace, and uh, the chairman of that company, founder, uh, Graham Weston was dry, drove me to the airport after a board meeting. He says, "Fred, you know, we put you on the board because we we believe in this so passionately. Uh, we 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 think that creating an army of promoters is the the real advantage in in technology as well as all other businesses. We've given it our attention. We're committed to it. It's part of our culture. And yet, the instant we turn our heads in another direction, <laughs> glide backwards toward traditional business trade-offs." Why is this so hard is the question. And it's a great question. I think everybody should be asking it because if you think you're doing this, you're not. It's, you're, you're, just, you're probably achieving a tiny fraction of the potential because there are so many forces working against mm, you. Yeah. Fascinating, fascinating. Um, you mentioned the concept of good and bad profits and the impact on a brand, so where bad profits negatively impact the brand. Can you say more about that? Well, of course, a brand is your reputation. 
Um, I find that when uh, people live up to the golden rule and treat people the way they'd want to be treated themselves or the way they'd want a loved one treated, that's how you build your reputation. And when you um, treat them poorly and abuse their trust or uh, bully them or, or cheat them or lie to them, then you destroy your reputation. And in business, especially in large business, people who fixate on profit, especially profit this quarter, can justify things to their customers and or their employees that are just unacceptable. They're immoral. They're unethical. But they get justified in the minds of these people and maybe their bosses because they, uh, they create more profits. So there are a lot of things that companies are now doing that are not illegal, but they're certainly unethical, and they don't meet the golden rule standard of, uh, of excellence. Things like... Um, returning your rental car 30 minutes late and having them charge you for a half a day mm. or uh, using the phone in your hotel room to make a long-distance call and they'll charge you 200 times market rates. Or, you know, cell phone companies are horrible this way. They get you locked into contracts for two years and then give you horrible service. And if you happen to be foolish enough to go to Europe and have your roaming still turned on, <laughs> $300 in fees of what really should have been 30 cents in fees if you right. were a cost incurred. So the world has adopted, has accepted these bad profit policies as okay because they're just measuring short-term earnings impact. You know, gosh, I, I charged you $300 for roaming. Gotcha. You know, our investors should love that. But if I end up as a customer hating you, and bad-mouthing you on every website and every dinner, every cocktail party. And in my case, I'm talking to thousands and thousands of people a year in lectures. You've really destroyed value, and, and, and yet we call it profit. So those are bad profits. Right. No, those are great, great examples. They're the opposite. You have to earn good profits because um, that's when your, com- when your customers love you. Then every profit you earn from that customer is a good profit. Makes perfect sense. Did you see any industries that are better at adapting the loyalty programs and frameworks like Net Promoter or um, types of companies? Are there any sort of patterns that you've observed? I used to think that it, this applied more in some industries than others. Uh, I don't believe that anymore. I think it's very diff- it's more difficult than a monopoly, a true monopoly. But other than that, um, this is a pretty powerful set of ideas that, that has enormous relevance. I, it started out in things like the insurance business or subscription businesses where you could see the economics of retention very easily. But, boy, it works in our consulting business at Bain. It, uh, I bet it works in your business as well. It, yeah. For the most part, this is a universal approach to thinking and measuring a business. I got a couple of um, follow-on questions sparking, but right now we're going to take a very short commercial break. Please stand by, and I'll be right back with Fred Reichelt and more of the conversation. Market Edge will return in just a moment. 
Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. WebmasterRadio.fm Get addicted. Get ahead. We're back with more Market Edge, bringing you the best and brightest voices in digital marketing, only on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Glenn Engler. Welcome back to Market Edge. This is your host, Glenn Engler, and I'm here today with Fred Reichelt, a Bain & Company fellow and creator of the Net Promoter System, talking about driving customer and employee loyalty. So interesting that there are some natural, certainly in the being in the database marketing and loyalty world for many years, you think about the easiest stuff to measure, even historically, where there's a lot of data, and you talked about insurance and financial services. Um, but now seeing that promoter score apply really everywhere. What about, how do small companies think about this versus big companies? Is there any difference? There in some ways it's easier in a small company. I, I think especially in an entrepreneurial venture, this is so obvious. You can't afford to put on enormous uh, marketing campaigns or hire very expensive salespeople to sell your product. Mm. You have to rely on turning your customers into your volunteer sales force and PR organization. Right. So I suppose it's clearer to a small business but that doesn't mean that a small business can't benefit enormously. There are a lot of entrepreneurs, but one that comes to mind is uh, 800 Got Junk. Yep. Junk business. When they adopted, the fellow who was the CEO of that company said, you know, adopting that promoter is probably the most important thing we've done since we decided to franchise. Strategic, powerful idea. Now they, who they hire is based on understanding who can turn people into promoters. 
they've developed the technology to know when when the truck goes out and helps uh, somebody move the stuff out of their attic or garage. They get a zero through ten score, and it's they know everything about their franchisees. But even big businesses like Apple, uh, you know, I guess the biggest market cap in the world, right? Yep. Uh, Apple retail stores have used Net Promoter brilliantly, and if you if you have a relative who works there, or if you could sneak in and listen, every shift down they have a daily download to start off every day. The primary thing that most of those store man, uh, people are talking about are the Net Promoter results they've gotten from their customers yesterday, and what they need to do differently to improve. Well, that's that's frighteningly impressive given how impressive that place is and it's that uh, unbelievable experience and you always leave spending money with a smile as someone said it's one of the rare stores where i go into and i know i just spent a lot of money but i feel great spending it well they're not measuring as carefully they don't tell their people i'm going to pay you a bonus the more stuff you sell they they get rid of the bonus thing and say we're going to make you very proud when you earn a 9 or a 10 from a customer. And if you do that really well, then you're the kind of person that would be eligible to be promoted to a, a, a store manager <laughs> and above. Well, and it, it, it shows. Unbelievable. So over the years, the, the premise, and I know you've been working on the idea of net promoter methodology, how has that changed over the, the few years to meet broader market needs like um, activating employees, um, the the time pressure of the short term. Have you seen that evolve over time, or has it stayed pretty true? Well, the pressures have all been, they haven't changed. I think the creative solutions are, have, have been what has been so surprising and, and positive. Right now, the, I think the most impressive improvements that I'm seeing are in the field of employee engagement and loyalty. Everybody recognizes, geez, you're not going to be able to delight your customers from the uh, CEO's office. You have to have your frontline teams treating customers and one another very well. And it's, they're the ones that have to innovate, find ways to delight customers profitably. Right. And, and measuring that, getting feedback, empowering those teams really, not just saying those words. When you think about what's the old way of uh, managing employee loyalty? Well, you do these annual employee engagement surveys. Wait a minute, what? The thing that you think is the core of your, your future, the engaging employees and motivating, inspiring them, you measure that every, once a year? You're measuring your sales every hour. <laughs> so companies have awakened and said, of course, we have to have tools to get feedback from, from employees on a real-time basis and have teams talking about the, how, what they need to do differently, what the constraints are, how they're going to experiment and innovate. We've got to have those conversations take place every week. It's just part of the workflow. And that's, that's where I'm, I'm actually developing a tool uh, myself to, with a little business on my non-Bain half. Of course, it's, going to be, it's already being beta tested within Bain, and, and it's, it's essentially taking the Bain point of view on how you uh, treat employees and, and and puts it in a little software tool. Hmm. Bain, by the way, I should, a lot of people haven't heard of Bain. Uh, it is the best place to work in consulting and has been forever. Ever since consulting mag magazine started measuring this carefully, Bain has been the number one place. And I think one of the things that Bain does differently is we measure 
feedback from our teams. It focuses on what they need to do better if they're going to delight customers, and that's that's our that's central mission. And given so much, and certainly an area that my agency is involved in, is the whole world of social media, and that's a uh, wonderful opportunity for those brands that um, use it <laughs> appropriately, and it's uh, frightening for those that aren't organizationally ready or uh, spiritually ready or whatever your your phrase is, um, or how you want to think about it. How do you think about what the social media channels have done to enable brands to provide customers with almost immediate customer service and that impact on the promoters versus detractors? I think social media and its growth has just uh, turned net promoter into a, a nuclear device. It, it's just powerful. It's overwhelming because it if 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 people want to learn about this, go to uh, the website net netpromotersystem.com. There are a number of videos there that, that you can see. One of them is uh, with Brad Smith, the CEO of Intuit. And Brad says, "Gosh," and I think of Intuit as a pretty sophisticated, successful company in the social media space. Mm-hmm. Boy, if we if we didn't have Net Promoter, how would we even talk about this in, in uh, at management teams? This, that promoter is essentially the framework that um, is what that's what social media is. You're trying to understand who your promoters are, your detractors, take the right lessons, and get better. And he said we we're so much serious, more serious about the uh, social media feedback that we get because we understand the net promoter philosophy, and it, it just it, 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 as he said, it makes it so powerful. It's not theoretical anymore whether your customer is a promoter or not, you can see it out there on, on the web. Right, completely. And have you seen differences or one of the things you're getting pulled into is how companies are um, organizing themselves internally to facilitate this feedback loop? Yes, it, but I think it's in its early stages. This notion of who's responsible for turning customers into promoters, mm. well, that's the line management, right? Marketing doesn't do that. But then, who's responsible for activating those promoters and making it easy for them to know all the uh, up-to-minute stories and, and results and facts that, that really arm them and make them a more effective volunteer sales force? That's a marketing job. And, yeah. and how you organize that, how you get the communications. Also, on the employee side, well, employees are out there on the web. They're, they're affecting social media, but who's got the really, whose job is it that Make sure that a, an employee is a 10. They'd recommend this as a great place to work. No, that's the team leader. Mm-hmm. So some of the greatest organization challenges I think have to do with making these things clear, but then using the staff jobs in marketing or in HR most effectively to provide the tools and to help the line managers actually uh, turn more people into promoters and fewer into detractors. It's really interesting. We're get, we obviously get asked a lot to help organizations um, set up and or activate or integrate the entire social media listening platform and engagement platforms and the idea of content. And, and a common theme of those that are probably um, embrace it the best and activate it the best is it does start at the top. And it's interesting to hear you talk about Brad Smith at Intuit and your Rackspace CEO. Um, I have to believe those that fully embrace top to bottom the net promoter score or, or a system are probably the same ones who are completely all over the idea of integrating in social media. Well, net 
Net Promoter sort of started as a score. That was NPS. It, it has quickly evolved to a system. It, right. Um, people ask me, well, how do you know if a company, because, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands Greetings of people claim to be list. or think they're using Net Promoter. I have a set of rules where I make my own determination. There are three things that have to be true for me to believe someone when they say they are using NPS. Number one, um, this has to be a, uh, a mission-critical objective in the, in the eyes of the CEO and the senior team. It, it's not just a measure of service quality or satisfaction. It is it's the ethics. Have I treated people right, so right, that they want others to be part of this community? It, it, it's a measure for most people of are we achieving a level of greatness, a, a legacy, a reputation that this senior team is proud to be part of. That's one. Number two, uh, they have to measure it rigorously. And most people, they have, you know, they're using market research techniques for what should be a rigorous process management statistic. Big difference there. And then the third, I don't know, maybe the most important, when you identify a detractor, you have to close the loop. The right person in the organization, usually a supervisor or above, has to close the loop, apologize, probe for the root cause, and trying to figure out the solution, not just for that customer, but, but system, systematically throughout the organization. How do we have that happen less? And that closed-loop feedback has to be within 24 hours, nearly real-time. It's just not something you do when you've got time to get around to it. Because you've just destroyed your reputation. Yeah. <laughs> you have invited a customer in, and in the, in the customer's eyes, you've abused them. And, and you just can't have that happen if you're serious. It's interesting on those three pieces because I'm sure there's many that embrace it and say let's engage and either don't measure it or don't report it or heaven forbid, um, you know, we certainly run into this where employees are now actively engaged and then we have some organizations going, no, we don't want you to be or we don't know what to do with it. And it's that, that whole, the three together make tons of sense. Very, very interesting. Employee engagement is the most, mis- I think, miss, uh, well, what's the right word, confused for now, the so many people think, oh, I want engaged employees, whatever that means. And engaged in what? Um, you know, it's like loyalty is a nothing word until you say loyalty to what? Well, right. you know, Hitler was not a great, I guess he had a lot of loyalty, but it was pretty evil. Um, loyalty makes sense when it's to this golden rule idea, treating people so well that they would want loved ones to be part of this community, to have the experience. Loyalty for an employee that makes sense, engagement, it's to the notion of treating customers so well that they want to come back for more and brings their friends. That, that, that when employees are enriching the lives of their customers, earning nines and tens, earning standing ovations, what it is inspiring. And, that's, and that is what I, I think more people have to focus on, is how do we get team leaders feeling accountable for putting their team members in a position where they, they can profitably delight customers, earn nines and tens in a sustainable economic fashion. And that's a, well, big, change. That's a big change in the management. 
Yeah, it sure is. Um, oh, boy. Well, many other questions. We've unfortunately run out of time. I want to thank you, Fred, for being my guest today and for everybody you just heard, the high priest of loyalty. Thanks to everyone in the audience for listening to today's conversations. If you have any questions or would like to talk further about the topic of today's show, feel free to connect with me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Glenn Engler or on my blog at www.glennengler.com. Visit www.webmasterradio.fm at 12 noon Eastern Time on Tuesdays to tune into episodes of Market Edge. For Market Edge, this is Glenn Engler. Until next time, I'm out. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.